You're listening to a message from Grace Church of North Brunswick, where people are empowered, impacted, and enriched through the good news of the gospel. To learn more about Grace Church, visit our website at gracechurchnv.com. And now we hope that you enjoy this message. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this time we can share together. Thank you for your word. Thank you for our visitors today. Father, we pray you would speak to them, especially in their heart, and to for everyone else. We pray if anyone came in here not knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, just like the six people that came in here last Sunday and gave their hearts to you, that they would be saved today. Father, we pray if anyone came in here depressed, oppressed, lonely, suicidal, maybe not even happy about the new year, maybe sick in their body, maybe facing a financial mountain that seems insurmountable, that you would deliver them today by your word and by your power. Holy Spirit, speak through me to your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, it said in Malachi that God hasn't changed. So if he hasn't changed, then I guess sometimes we need to change. Or, or maybe there's something based on our faith. I mean, our salvation isn't based on our faith. But it does say what we sow, we shall reap. And I'm here to tell you this through years of learning. <laughs> that the most important resolution you can make this year is that you will serve the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. And put him first. And 90% of that, believe it or not, is in the church. I know some people don't want to hear that. But this is, Jesus said I'm building my church. <laughs> uh, the church is the kingdom of God, hopefully. Uh, we're gathering here on Sunday, all of us as believers. So are you serving in the church? Are you, are you serving God first? Or, or are you serving the world? Because if you look at the Israelites, you know, we know about the story about Joseph, and that's how the Israelites, they, they were all in Egypt, and they started to grow in number, and eventually the Egyptians were gonna, got nervous about it, so they put them into slavery. And eventually what happened is over hundreds of years of being with the Egyptians, the Israelis ended up serving Pharaoh. And if you spend the majority of your time in the world, you will end up serving the world. But as, who said it, Simon and Garfield? I don't know, Bob Dylan. He, somebody wrote a song once, you're going to serve somebody. Thank you. I need my rock and roll expert, Pastor John. Says it was Bob Dylan. So you're going to serve somebody. But if you serve the world, and, and basically for Israel, Pharaoh was the world. He was the whole world. This is what you'll get. Exodus 5.1. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? See, the world doesn't know God. The world doesn't understand. So they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days' journey into the de desert. Sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Then the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you take the people from their work? Get back to your labor. And Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are many now, and you make them rest from their labor. 
So God told Moses, I want my people to come out and worship me. So they went to Pharaoh and said, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, ooh, let my people go. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never went to youth group. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, ooh, let my people go. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lighten up. It's a new year. <laughs> so the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people, saying in Exodus 5-7, you shall no longer give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves, and but keep the same quota of bricks which they made from before. See, if you serve the world, the world will take your straw. But the world will still expect the same quota. And if you think you can work your way to heaven, <laughs> you don't have the resources. And the interesting thing about the straw is the straw was there to hold the brick together. I'm going to tell you something right now. You serve the world first this year, and you will not be able to hold your life together. It, it, on the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. You're going to serve somebody this year. Why not let it be God first? You know, I was talking to my kids the other day. Every once in a while, you have to have a talk with your kids. Amen? Like, wake up, call! I'm like, where are you serving God in this? Like, you wonder why you're stumbling. You wonder why your job isn't working. You wonder why your life isn't working. You need to serve God first. You're trying to make bricks without straw. The world will never satisfy you, and it'll never be easy. And, and you know what? I'm not just talking about people that don't know God. I'm talking about Christians that serve the world. How do I know? Because I'm a Christian, and sometimes I serve the world. And there's no straw. And I expect the same thing. And I get frustrated. I get frustrated. Serve God first in 2017. Why would you put yourself through it? Many of us were out there working at jobs we don't like, doing things we don't want to do, and we do it anyway. We're trying to make bricks without straw, and eventually it will all come apart. When it isn't God, it will all come apart. For years, I wanted to be a great commodities trader, but my emotion was too high. I was good for about a year or two, and God kept saying, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do this, and I don't want you to do this. And I kept saying, I want to do this. And eventually, it all crumbled because I was making bricks without straw. Let's go on here. Then Pharaoh said, because they're idle. They cry out saying, let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let more work be laid on them. 
that they may labor, and let them not regard false words. And the taskmasters of the people and their officers went out and spoke to the people, saying, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go get yourselves straw where you can find it, yet none of your work will be reduced. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. Then you'll just be trying to piece things together. Did you ever try to piece things together in your life and try to make things work that just won't work? Anybody? Listen to me. It is a simple solution. Simple. We'll get to that. <laughs> Exodus 5.14. Also the officers of the children of Israel whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had sent over them. So these were Jews that Pharaoh had over other Jews. Okay? Were beaten and asked, why have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today as before? You see, the world will, will expect more and give you little and then punish you for it. How many of you have ever been punished? <laughs> you feel like you've been... Remember, I, there was a movie once called The Punisher. I felt like sometimes, like a whole month of my life, I was in that movie. But I wasn't the one doing the punishing. And sometimes you just feel like... It says that the officers of the children of Israel came, and they cried out to Pharaoh. So they went around. Moses and Aaron. And they went to Pharaoh themselves and cried out to him and said, why are you dealing this way with your servants? They weren't serving God. They weren't listening to Moses and Aaron. In their mind, they were still servants of the world. Goes on to say, there is no straw given to your servants. And then they say, make brick. And indeed, your servants are beaten. But the fault is in your own people. Stop blaming everybody. Who are you serving? You know, it boggles my mind. But the first thing I notice when people are falling away from God is they stop going to church. Did I say, did you say to tell the truth to you today? I said, the first thing you see is they're not coming to church. Somebody say amen, because you're here. <laughs> you're here today, so you're, you're okay today. <laughs> but if you don't think that that is a physical manifestation of the spiritual place you're in in your life, you're deceived. I said, you're deceived, because God has invited you to his house every week. I said, God has invited you to his house every week. Now, if I invite you to my house and you turn me down, that's one thing. But if God invites you to his house and you turn him down, that's another thing. That shows who you are and who you serve. They were like, they didn't want to go to Moses and Aaron and talk to somebody that actually had some wisdom for them. They went around. And it, I'm going to tell you some people, it happens in the church all the time. And then it's always an excuse, and let us blame it. somebody else. Somebody else did it. Listen to me. You're where you are because of you. I said, you're where you are because of 
I mean, please. Either you're serving God or you're not. And if the church was the way it's supposed to be, I'm not talking about Grace Church in particular, I'm talking about every church. There'd never be a shortage of ushers. There'd never be a shortage of teachers. There wouldn't even be a shortage of nursery workers. How many of you would like to work in the nursery? <laughs> Watch, oh, actually some hands went up, amen. Usually it's like, listen, we're so glad you're here at Grace Church. Thank you for joining us. Do you work in the nursery? <laughs> no, but it's like, it's like there would be no shortage of everything, of, of anything, if people were really serving God first. Are you going to serve God first this year? Because God won't be mocked. Guess what? You'll reap what you sow. See, they were, they were right. They were like, we're your servant. We're your servant, Pharaoh. Exodus 5.18. Therefore, go now and work, for no straw will be given you that you should deliver the quarter of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel saw that they were in trouble. Listen, if you serve the world, you are going to find yourself in trouble. You serve the world, and this is for people that believe that Jesus is the Christ. Because there's no more convincing you, right? I mean, you know that when you die, you're going to heaven. You know that you're going to meet Jesus, and he's going to hold you accountable for the life that you've lived beyond the fact that you're saved, right? I said, right? The Bible talks about people that will escape through the flames. I always said, when I get to heaven, I don't want there to be fire extinguishers waiting for me. Joe Adavai's coming through. Sound the alarm. Like, he's coming in, incoming, incoming, like a meteor. When he comes through, it's like, like one escaping through the flames. Do you want to be one coming in, escaping through the flames? <laughs> no. As long <laughs> the good news is they can put the fire out in heaven. But that's not. <laughs> but we don't want to be just escaping through the flames. We want to be a firebrand plucked from the fire, burning for Jesus on this earth, that everybody that sees us sees him, that we are leading people to Jesus, that people are being healed next to us, that people are being blessed because of us. We don't want to just escape into heaven. Amen? Amen. See, Israel's they served Pharaoh, and what did they get? They got bondage. They got misery. They got no hope for a future. They got to try to make more out of less all the time. And they were held, is what the Lord said to me at 4 o'clock in the morning because I didn't sleep. He said, <laughs> they were held accountable to a standard that is unattainable. They're held accountable to a standard that is unattainable. And there's, there's where the grace comes in. Because there's a standard that we can't, is unattainable. And if we try to get to heaven by what we do for the world, we're going to lose. Who are you going to serve in 2017? I love this because I'm half Jewish. <laughs> Amen. 
That's an amen. Anytime you hear a sneeze or cough, that's an amen. I'm half Jewish, so I understand a bunch of Jews together what usually happens, you know, especially if you're in bondage, okay? You're complaining. You're asking for help. So for hundreds of years, it said that they cried out to God. And God sent a deliverer, and they cried out to Pharaoh. <laughs> for hundreds of years, they cried out to God. God sent a deliverer, they cried out to Pharaoh. That's what people, that's what we do. God sends a church. God sends a Bible study. God sends a youth group. God sends a couples group. <laughs> I love couples group. Let's stay there for a second. Your marriage is in trouble. We come to Pastor Joe. Guess where I point you to now? Couples group. Because God brings things into place to deliver you and set you free. But if you don't go to couples group, don't come to me. Because we've given you the answer. Now, by a show of hands, how many couples that have been to a couples group is your marriage better right now? You better raise your hand. Now, we got wives raising their hands and husbands not. We got husbands raising their hand and wives not. So it's like, yeah, it was better for you. We all know what happened when I was in couples group, right? Let me remind you. It's the truth. And the truth will set you free. And you're still going to make me a sandwich later. Amen? If you're, if you're free. We're in this couples group. I'm Pastor Joe leading the couples group. I'm Pastor Joe leading the couples group. This couples group is to save everyone's marriage. Listen to me and do what I say. Go around the room. How's your marriage? How's your marriage? Everybody's like, well, it's this, it's this, and I want to kill them. Come to my wife. And I'm waiting for the platitudes. I hated you for 15 years. Wait, we've only been married for seven, so... You hated me before we got married. <laughs> the point was, God sent something to deliver our marriage. And you know, for the first couple of minutes, I was so mad. I was just like, do you ever get defensive and mad? I, I do it all the time. Like, I do it every day. Anyway, one of the guys at the group was looking at me going like this. I go, you okay? Is there something matter with you? Like, why? You want my chapstick? What is it that you want? I don't. He was basically telling me to zip it. <laughs> Galatians 6, 7 in the Amplified. We're going to close up this service right now. Because I want to, I want to, listen. I've been about as negative as I can be. But not really negative. But I just want to challenge you. I just want you to think about this year. What are you going to do? Are you going to have the same old year? Or you, listen, some of you may be from another church and you're just visiting us here today. Plug in there. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you have to plug into Grace Church, but what I'm saying is you need to serve in God's house. See, here's the evidence of you serving God. You go to church <laughs> and you serve in the church. And it could be anything. And I'm going to bring up this young man because the Lord just put him on my heart because I'm so impressed with him.
this young man, Ian, who, uh, knows how I feel about him, that he would walk 20 minutes to church and be the first one here to help me with this or help me with that. When I see that, my heart breaks with joy because he gets it. He's not perfect, but he gets it. Do you get it? He just got saved within the last six months. And he saw a need. He saw me running around trying to make coffee for everybody and wanting to kill everyone that was giving coffee to. Like, here's your cappuccino. <laughs> Where's a person supposed to be doing this? What do you mean you want vanilla in here? You're getting butterscotch. <laughs> and you're going to like it. How's this half and half smell? Bad, good, yeah. <laughs> but he saw that. He saw that. He said, Pastor Joe, I'll help you. And do you know, I want to be the first one here every week, but this kid beats me here. I'm really getting tired of that, by the way. <laughs> and then this morning, not only did he do that, but he set up the book table. And he set it up really good. I was like, who set up that book table? Ian. Now, is Ian perfect? I'm sure he's not. You too. Can I get an amen? But... <laughs> <laughs> But man, if we all that have known the Lord for as long as we have could have the same attitude as this young man, what could we do for God? Do not be deceived and deluded. I like that word, deluded. I have no idea. I know what it means, but it's kind of a weird word, deluded. <laughs> God will not allow himself to be sneered at. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. That is great stuff from the Amplified Czech Bible, isn't it? I'm going to finish with a couple proverbs, and then we're going to make sure that everyone's saved here, and we're going to give you an opportunity to respond this year to God. These are some of my favorite proverbs, and I'm just giving this to you. This is wisdom. Well, actually, this is knowledge. Wisdom will be if you do them. I could sit up here and tell you that tithing is of God and that you know, he'll pour out a window of blessing, but if it's just knowledge if you don't do it. I could sit here and say to serve God with all you have in 2017, serve him first. That's knowledge. Wisdom is if you actually do it. Yep. The first proverb is from Proverbs 16. I believe, whatever, which one it is. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will. Everybody say will. Will. Succeed. Now, let me ask you a question. If God says they will, will they? Yes. Why? <laughs> now, if my wife says, I will make you dinner, it's a 50-50 thing. <laughs> and if my son says, I will take out the trash, I'm going to keep looking to see if the trash has been taken out. But if God says they will they will. <laughs> Proverbs 28, 20. Is that the next one? Thank you. This is the scripture that kept me here 
at Grace Church. This is the scripture that kept me when I was out of work, Pastor John. You know full well, because I was working for you when I was out of work. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the whole church that was out of work was working for you. Making bricks, but you gave us straw. You gave us straw. <laughs> and it was good straw. Anyway, a faithful man will abound with blessings. In other words, and that word faithful is the Hebrew word emunah. It's where the church got the word amen. And it means this. If you say amen to what God says, you'll abound with blessings. The amen man will abound with blessings. The one that stays faithful will abound with blessings. See, it's not hard to make a decision that next week I'm going to serve in the church. It's the two weeks after that. Because if everything doesn't change right away, he who hastens the rich will not go unpunished. Listen, this is a microwave church. This isn't microwave kingdom. God is looking to see who is faithful. And take it from a microwave person. Anybody? Like you want instant results. Like when you don't get instant results, you cry. I used to hold my breath as a kid. <laughs> Problem was nobody cared. <laughs> I'm about to die here. <laughs> Somebody in the house. It's like, shoot. <laughs> but a faithful man will abound with blessings. Those that can press through and say amen when it doesn't feel good and when things aren't going right. Those that can consistently serve God. Consistently serve God. I'm going to tell you the only difference between the people that are pastors and elders in the church are with the people that aren't. It's called faithfulness. Yes. Amen. Hello? How many of you are managers or bosses on a job right now? You have your own business. How many of you would promote someone that was late every day? You are? You got a business that I don't know of? Oh, I didn't tell you? <laughs> How many of you that are managers or bosses or have a business would promote someone who's late every day? The only way you would do it is if you're late every day, you didn't know they were late every day. You would not do it. You wouldn't do it. <laughs> My daughter and I, we were talking about this faithfulness thing, and she said, that's the one thing you got, Dad. And I said, that's the only thing I've got. No, no, that's the only thing I have. That's all I have, is to be faithful to him. That's all I have. I don't have anything else. That, that's, faith is the only thing we have. That's it. There's nothing more. But the faithful man will abound with blessings. Will, okay? Will. I said will. But if you start out this year and say you will, but you won't, do you, do you think God doesn't know? Do you think he, hello? Uh, Psalm 35, 27. Probably my favorite scripture because I say it here like every other week. But uh, I don't put it on the screen all the time. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. 
Let them say continually. Let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity. And that word prosperity is the Hebrew word for advancement, progress. So get money out of your head. That's only part of the equation. How many of you would actually like to make some progress this year in 2017? Or should we do the same thing over and over and be insane? You know what they say, right? Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result is insanity. And I see so many Christians doing it. It's like, really? You've been here five years and you can't usher. You've been here seven years and you can't help out with the coffee. I mean, really? But you expect God to take care of all your needs. You came to serve in his house. You're sneering at God. You're, I mean, really? Do we think God is that dumb? Anyway, who has pleasure in the advancement of his what? The key word in all this is not prosperity. It's not any of it. It's servants. He takes pleasure. Oh, my God. I just, I can't get over this. So if you serve God and you advance in your life, it makes God have pleasure. Could, could we just try that again? How many of you here would like God to have pleasure? So let's try this again. I know this is like Twilight Zone stuff. He has pleasure in the advancement of his servant. So if you serve God and advance in your life in 2017, God is going to sit back in heaven and say, my pleasure. Just like when you made me dinner the other night. And I said, thank you, honey. You said, my pleasure. No, you didn't really say that. <laughs> you thought it. How many of you like to cook for people? Like, you just love to cook for people. What are you doing after service? How many of you love... You love to cook for people, and then you're really happy when they enjoy it, right? It, right? And then you're like, eat more, shovel. Eat it, more, it's good. I made it. That's, but that's like, like God, like he's made you a delicious meal. And when you eat of it, he says, my pleasure. I, I made this for you. I want you to have it. Finally, Isaiah 1. 19, I told you I could do this quick. If you are willing and obedient, willing and obedient what? Willing and obedient to serve God this year, to put him first. You shall eat the what? The crumbs of the land? You'll eat the junk of the land? <laughs> you'll get breakfast but no lunch of the land? <laughs> no, you'll eat the good of the land. I, this is like the simplest but most powerful message that you could start off a year with because it's really so simple. We don't need a lot of platitudes. We don't need a lot of Greek and Hebrew translations for this one, people. It's very simple. Who are you going to serve this year?
Now, that doesn't mean you all go quit your jobs like, I'm not serving you. <laughs> and then show up here tomorrow like, hi, Pastor Joe, I'm here to serve. <laughs> but show up and say, I'm here to serve. Where can I serve? Find one of the, the reason I had all the leaders come up is so you know who to go to now. I love people like, I should be singing on the worship team. Well, did you ever ask? Did you ever offer your service to do it? I know, I just caused trouble now. Because, you know, like with singing, it's a whole different world game, you know? There's people that think they can sing and they can't. Just watch American Idol, you know what I'm saying? I, I should get a record contract. You don't think I should get a record What does it matter with all these people? I can sing. We all think we, we say, I, I feel like I can sing. I know, I, I can't. How much? You want money? Yeah, I'll give you money right now. But truthfully, show up and say, I'm willing and I'm going to be obedient to what I heard from God on the 1st of January 2017. Be obedient. And you'll eat not the crumbs, you'll eat the good of the land. Amen? Let us make sure that everyone here would even be able to say yes to God. Because if you've never put your faith and trust in him, really, you don't know him. It, it says in Matthew that there will be people that when they die, they, that God will say, when they face God, he'll say, I never knew you. That's a really scary thing, that I never knew you. Guess what? He wants to know you right now, and he wants you to know him right now. Last week on Christmas Day, much to my surprise, six people stood up and gave their heart to Jesus. Six people. I was like, you know what God said to me? Merry Christmas, my pleasure. Because I'm believing for people to come into the kingdom. And you know what? If it doesn't happen, that's okay too. This is, it's not like a pressure thing. But wow, how great is God? He's in the soul-saving business. If you're here today and you're not 100% sure that you're going to spend eternity in heaven, here's your opportunity to give your heart to him. If you would bow your heads with me. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's no better way you could start out this year than by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 27 years ago, I was on my suicide bed. I was a drug addict, high school dropout. And at 2 o'clock in the morning, after not having slept for four days, ready to take my own life, I met Jesus Christ. And here I am, and here you are. So God can do miracles in anybody's life. It doesn't matter how young or how old you are. It doesn't matter if you've said this prayer for the first time or the tenth time. I said it 20 times, but there was one of those times where I actually meant it and understood it. God is spirit. Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. So when we say this prayer and we believe it, something happens in the spirit. And we become born again to a new life. What better way to start out 2017? So say this prayer with me, please. Say, Father, I know that Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross for my sin. Three days later, you raised him from the dead so I could have a new life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart today. Make me brand new. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Everybody keep your eyes closed, your head bowed for one quick second. If you said that prayer and you meant it, you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior today. You want to start living the life that, you were, that God had planned for you from the beginning of time. If that's you, raise your hand high right now to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Is there anyone here? Raise your hand. Amen. All right. There's a couple of people that raised their hand. I need my ushers to go over and escort them up here. Stand up and come to the front, please. Come on.